Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Blog Talk Radio. Hi, this is Mildred Tassoni, and we have Jason Marcus on the phone. Good afternoon, Jason. Hi, Mildred. Um, Jason's with Continental Home Loans. I'm with Keller Williams Realty, and this is Welcome to the Neighborhood. Uh, oh, no, this is real estate coast to coast. So, <laughs> oh, oh, boy. Um, we're going to see if uh, Gail and Carrie can Matt dial in, and if not, but Jason's going to start off with some... Uh, changes in the loans, FHA loans. Why don't you uh, start off, Jason? Uh, thank you, Meltred. Um, one of the many issues that are going on out there um, is, in my world anyway, on the uh, banking side of it, is um, the reserve fund um, for the FHA. Now, for you guys that don't know what the FHA is, um, it's a product that um, it's basically a glorified insurance company for um, what I guess you would consider a little bit more of high-risk loans, people with not-so-perfect credit, not that much money, still being able to purchase a house um, for 3.5% down, incorporating um, 6% um, into the mortgage for closing costs. So you literally um, can purchase a house for a pretty low amount of money. Now, the Federal Reserve uh, basically monitors the FHA, and there's a specific level of by which you need reserve money in the FHA. One of the things that the product does, besides collecting a monthly mortgage insurance, it also collects um, and finances it into a prospective buyer's mortgage, what they call an upfront mortgage insurance, right now sitting at 1.75% of the loan amount. Now, that money gets pooled, and for those loans that default, the um, insurance company, the FHA, steps in and basically handles... Um, the mortgage payments until that property is sold. Banks love the FHA because obviously that allows us to be a little bit more protected. Um, the changes up and coming in this, though, which has been uh, it's getting pushed, is to raise the down payment level from three and a half percent to five percent down, um, which should also open up a little bit more. Um, in their reserve side of the fence, and to raise the um, upfront mortgage insurance from 1.75 to possibly as much as 3%. So those are changes we're going to have to keep an eye on, because right now, after um, your 100% financing and your stated incomes and all those products uh, were eliminated due to the crisis that they caused, um, a lot of people are flooding especially if you're putting down less than 10% to FHA, where for a long time, um, FHA really wasn't much of a player um, between the years of, let's just say, somewhere around our early 2000s to as recently as probably 2007. And now they've come back um, with a vengeance, but 
they're trying and the government's trying to make sure that this product um, isn't put in place to replace the subprime um, now lack of market. Um, so they're probably going to get stricter. I've seen as I've progressed utilizing the FHA that it's gotten um, more strict in regards to the um, documentation and making sure that um, you're dotting all your I's and crossing all your T's. So um, it's going to be interesting to see what happens um, with the changes that are going to come in regards to that. Do you have any uh, ballpark time frame uh, for these changes? Have you gotten any sense of that? Um, it seems like over the last week we've started getting uh, something popped up on CNN Money, um, which is always uh, for folks out there that don't look at um, CNN Money. Um, it's probably a decent idea to check that out from time to time. They usually have a lot of good information, um, one of which today um, they posted that uh, our Fed chairman is uh, very confident that all this, these trillions of dollars they um, pumped into the economy is going to um, have a positive return for our federal government, which should help out the reserve. But um, just as an example, um, a lot of good information on CNN money, but we've gotten it from a lot of different sources that um, – HUD is really pushing to get these changes implemented. Um, they they really are concerned with um, being under uh, where they feel comfortable with the reserve mark, and if the economy continues to head in a negative direction, and as more people have now um, put themselves with, into FHA loans, um, if a large default rate from these loans winds up happening, then the FHA themselves feel that they can put themselves in jeopardy. Um, most of us, based on their guidelines and their history, they really haven't changed all that drastically in the 25-plus years that this program's existed. So um, with that being said, they have a pretty decent cross-section um, in regards to what to work with in economies you know, ranging all the way back from the 80s through the 90s into present time. So this is not the first time that the housing market has, um, you know, taken a bath. So I think that um, with these slight changes to the FHA that they do possibly make, um, I think they know what they're doing, but it, it really is going to make it tougher for people to buy houses when it seems like, the government's sole focus was to try to make it easier for people. And when you hear something like this, and we've gotten it now from multiple different sources that this is kind of where they're starting to move towards, it kind of mm -hmm. once again makes me scratch my head where it's like, I don't understand why you're going to try to help by doing your incentives in regards to these tax credits um, and just to go back and alter the product which is going to make it most successful to get these tax credits. Okay. Um, so we'll, you'll keep us up to date on that as soon as – and we can all start kind of looking out. I saw something that mentioned there's um, the – to get the tax credits or all the – is the paperwork in place if somebody's closed um, for them to get the tax credit if they've uh, after um, you know the second round of tax credit, you want to hear the scariest thing, Mildred, and I've been coming across this more and more. Um, 
the real estate industry, the mortgage industry, we are so well-versed on the criteria of, of the tax credit, um, what it entails, who can qualify for it. But the scariest thing that I've been coming across is the lack of knowledge that CPAs have about this. And that's where I get myself a little bit concerned, um, where I've heard a number of different stories where a, cl a prospective client calls up um, a CPA or an accountant and they don't even know what the client's talking about. That's when you have to be nervous. So for those folks out there that are planning on buying, okay, um, I always, as we've spoken before, defer questions because um, it's not my area of expertise um, in the accounting side of things. Anytime we're talking about tax credits or what's tax deductible or the best um, means in writing certain things off, I'm always going to advise somebody talk to their accountant or CPA. Now, when it comes down to you being in the purchase market and if you want to take full advantage of it, I would almost do a preliminary phone call to my accountant just to have that discussion not only to put him on the same page as your lender, which is always the best idea. Anytime you're getting um, any sort of advice on multiple facets in regards to your finances, you want the people advising you to be on the same page. But um, more so than ever now, I've been advising clients to have a preliminary conversation with their accountants and CPAs just to make sure that they're prepared for how um, their client's going to wind up filing because nothing – Nothing would be worse than finding a house, purchasing a house, getting in in time, preparing, having your tax preparer prepare your tax returns, forgetting to include the tax credit. Yeah, I mean, there's been, and, and that's so, especially with the first time or home buyers, as well as the people who um, have been homeowners before. That's the main, one of the reasons that's helping them move their decisions along so um, right. uh, yeah now because I, I, I'll have to uh, I'll, I'll pull that up and we'll just make sure that um, we know exactly what there was some form so we'll find out what the form is that they're supposed to file just as a reference or the information on it um, I have another question um, I I have um I know that there's this the the purchase tax credit then there's um there are some home improvement tax credits as far as windows and things like that um do you know anything about uh those how they can be added in can they be added in if you know someone decides to do that are they exclusive or can you do? Can you get the first-time homebuyer tax credit and get some of the, um, you know, energy-saving tax credits as well? I'm pretty. I'm almost positive to say that you don't need to be a first-time homebuyer um, to get those types of tax credits. If you um, go in and make your house um, obviously more energy efficient, um, and you know, there's certain things that you can do. Uh, what we should probably do, Mildred, is uh, probably put together uh, a list to post um, mm -hmm. to give people ideas on exactly. Um, we know, obviously, the basics, but there's probably more in-depth details um, that we may have overlooked that you can probably still get credit for. 
Um, I work with a pretty awesome um, uh, CPA, so I'll try to pick his brain over the next week or so and try to see okay. um, what they what he has to say about that stuff. There's so many changes that happens in tax law. Um, a lot of um, that profession seems to get a little bit complacent because the average person, obviously, there's no checks and balances to know if an accountant or a CPA missed something. And the better the CPA, the more they spend their time trying to, um, you know, figure out these tax changes and how it's going to help their prospective client. But it seems like uh, I wish there I mean, maybe there is, and I'm just not aware of it, some sort of cheat sheet which could kind of help mm -hmm. us because um, I know I would probably be more successful on my sales side if I could um, take it a little bit more than the preliminary steps that I do take in explaining uh, the tax ramifications in regards to making your house more energy efficient, applying for a first time, or now an up, an upgrade or a... Uh, the other tax credit, which involves right. people that have owned for five of the last eight years, so a move-up buyer tax credit, I guess that would be considered, right. or um, how, like, the energy efficient side of things and what can be done and how much of a tax credit you get on there. And it would be really, really powerful information. Um, I'm s almost surprised that um, some or even a bunch of different CPAs, I think it would be a real successful thing for them to drone up more business into almost doing what we do, be it blog talk or just blogging. And maybe it does because I haven't mm -hmm. spent all that much time looking right. for it. But it just seems like a pretty awesome idea to go out there and uh, and try to put as much information out there for people in regards to um, a, the tax side of things. Okay, and that's something we can do. Um Maybe we should try to get uh, I, like we should probably try to do that uh, in a in a follow up show. Uh, try yeah, to uh, maybe get a CPA, get a CPA on, on here. here and like pick yeah. his brain a little bit. Yeah. Um, someone else has joined us. Is who's? Uh, it's Carrie. Hi, Carrie. I couldn't. Hey. I didn't remember. Hi. How are you? Good. How are Carrie you doing? Hartnett. Yeah. Yep. yep. So we were just chatting about, uh, Jason was talking about the new FHA guidelines, potential guidelines, and we were talking some about the tax credits. Um, so um, and one thing I want to mention before you um, go, Carrie, is I know we have uh, first-time homebuyer programs for Nassau County that there's $25,000 grants if you do a counseling program. There are some in Suffolk, Queens, and, and Staten Island as well um, that we know about. Uh, so, and another thing that we found once we um, researched that, there's also companies that match um, money for purchasing. Jason, um, I know uh, Computer Associates had money that if they um, had uh, were getting a loan that they would match a certain, I, and I'm not sure, do you remember any of the criteria for that or can you explain it a little better? You know what I'm talking about? Was that question to me? <laughs> yeah, yeah, remember, because the New York State had, um, for a brief period of time. The Sony May, yeah, the Sony May tax right. credit. And uh, then they did away with it. Suffolk and Nassau both um, had their specific 
programs. I'm not even sure if I know for a fact that Suffolk um, ran out of money. I'm, I'm not sure if Nassau is still giving out those grants. Yeah, it, renew, it renews every year. But the, the point that I wanted was that there's company match. Some larger companies right. match match funds. So that's another thing. I've got my list here on what we're going to follow up with. Um, Gail, is that you? I don't know yeah, somebody, somebody somebody came on. I'm not sure who. So, uh, but we'll see. Um, Carrie, so let's let's hear from your side of the country. How are you doing? And can you update us on some of? Uh, I know you've got uh, women in real estate activities going. And mm-hmm. did you have anything left that you wanted to talk about? Maybe from the conference you went to, or uh, well, um. Not much more to report. I think there's a lot of probably focus on um, this first-time buyer's tax credit and the expansion and some of the guidelines. This is just you know, there's. I was actually looking through. Uh, I, I got an email yesterday regarding some of the. Um, they've increased the income limits on that for the first-time home buyer's tax credit. I was trying to find some of that stuff. You know, I don't have a ton of of new things to report from the conference. I know a lot of what I think when I spoke last time, a lot of what we do is is geared towards chapter excellence and keeping our chapter mm-hmm. um, viable, if you will. Uh, I did mm-hmm. have a uh, Portland Metropolitan Association of Realtors luncheon today where um, I was uh, informally, I guess, installed as one of their state directors for our local association. Uh, it, what was oh. interesting, it, it was it was actually really interesting um, to learn about Portland Metropolitan Association of Realtors. We are, I think, out of all the local associations in the country, which I think was close to 1,475 local associations throughout the U.S., we are mm-hmm. um, the, the number 31 as far as largest associations, which mm-hmm. uh, put us in the top 2% of of what they, I guess, what they would consider a mega, a mega, um, mm-hmm. I don't want to say chapter, but a mega board. Um, mm-hmm. So that was kind of interesting. And you're right, you're right in Portland, right? You're right yep. in Portland? Yep. I live uh, in Multnomah County, which is the that, I mean that in, encompasses all of Portland. There's there's a couple other counties that our association actually uh, services. So we're like a, mm-hmm. the tri county area. But mm-hmm. I am in Portland, and uh, we're apparently getting ready to celebrate our hundred. Uh, next year will be our hundred year anniversary as an association. One of the wow. Largest, or, so one time. of the largest and one of the oldest. And. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's you know I, I just learned some really great stuff as far as our uh, our local association because I've I've been more involved with the Women's Council of Realtors and just now getting involved with the I mean I, I'm a member of the Portland Metro Association of Realtors but I've never paid attention really before. <laughs> yeah. I pay my dues. Well, there's and, so much. Yeah, yeah. There's so much. Yeah. How how have you found? Um, I've been doing open houses the past couple weekends and. It's been pretty busy, um, more, and most people that are coming through are first-time home buyers. Are you finding that out there too? 
You know, I need to get out and and do some more open houses. I I a lot of my sh- my listings are short sales right now, and so mm-hmm. uh, it's, uh, some of them, most of them, they're occupied by tenants, and so I don't have the opportunity to do open houses, which is unfortunate because mm-hmm. you know it's a great place to meet new people. But I I'm our our company is very willing to a lot of the brokers in our office are very willing to share their listings and let me hold them open because it only makes them look good, <laughs> you know. Right, right. Um, and so I'm I'm trying to get more involved in doing the open houses. I I don't mind doing open houses. I guess I've just I haven't had any open I haven't had any listings in areas where they attract a lot of uh, a lot of traffic. I know. So that I'm, yeah. I'm pretty specific about which open houses I'll hold open. Uh, but mm-hmm. I will say before. Before I left for the conference, I held one of my listings, one of my short sale listings open that happened to be vacant, and I probably had about 30 people through, which was wow. Yeah, it was great, but but it's in a great area, and um, price range was about 425, so it was a little bit higher than most first-time homes. But some people were Mm first-time home buyers. You know, there's still people in that. And I know that sounds that sounds low for New York, but in in uh, Portland, it's it's actually a pretty pretty good range. So yeah, how do you market your short sales then? Are you doing? Um, do you do print? Uh, do you do mostly internet? Uh, uh, yeah, I don't. I don't do a lot of print. We have uh, we have what's called an eco flyer, or what do they call it? A um, perma flyer is what it's called. It's uh, mm-hmm. you know flyers for for two reasons. I don't like flyers because number one, the only people that take them are the the uh, neighbors. Uh, and you never get a call on them. They just, they're, you know, you're, mm-hmm. you're constantly having to replenish them. And number two, we're a little, as New York is, I think, uh, pretty green out here in Oregon. Mm-hmm. And so, what this eco flyer is is you, it's kind of a, it's a permanent flyer. It's, it gets nailed to the post, and um, you know that people can't take it, but they can certainly take the information down or give a call right there and find out the information mm-hmm. that they need. And so, that's about the only print that I do. Uh, as far as the short sales, I, I tend to – my short sales have been really um, successful on the Internet where, you know, I stick them into the one website, uh, the, the Keller Williams listing system. It gets syndicated out to all the different websites like Zillow or uh, mm-hmm. Cyber Homes and, and other syndicated websites, Realtor.com. And I've been very successful in getting uh, leads that way. Um, mm-hmm. Out of the, out of the, oh gosh, I probably have seven of them right now. Uh, most of the leads are coming off of the website. Yeah. Oh, that's so. interesting. We're using um, Jason's uh, uh, sponsored us using eProperties, uh-huh. and so we're we're using it so that um, you can text your phone mm-hmm. and you get all the information there and then we've got a an individual website for each listing mm-hmm. so yeah. that then they can go right from their phone to the website or then they have it and when they get back to their right PC there. then it, you know they can do it and so that is that is that drawing results because I've actually thought about doing that I know that I've looked at a couple different companies and I just haven't I just haven't gone that direction yet yeah, actually it is, and on our signs, like our open house signs, we've ha- done a couple uh, open houses where there is a lot of traffic, mm-hmm. and so that we're putting the text information right on the sign, yeah, so that anybody driving by can just, can just text. text, yeah, and then no, it's I, right there, and they. I think that's a good a good um, 
as far as how technology is going, text is is very uh, popular because it's quick and you don't have to, and right. it's kind of anonymous still. So right, and it's green. It's green because mm -hmm. you're not worrying about a flyer. They can yeah. just text to their phone. Done. You know. Yeah. And, and uh, then you have their then, and then you can get walk. their information and call them back. Is that how that works? Right, right. And they can email you. And we've I've gotten one from a, a website that it pushes. Again, it pushes the information out. I forget the name of the website. I have to look it up. But I've got someone from the website um, that's you know following you know I'm following up with. So, mm -hmm. but I I like that. I think it's um, a good way to. Um, let people have more information than just a flyer because it's yeah. got the school information there and the walk to score and, and right. all the information. So it really is um, it's working well, I think. Um, and it's a, a way that, uh, like we say, it's a little more green. Um, okay, we've got about five minutes. What do you see? Um, do you see being busy out in Portland o over the holidays? Are you? Do you think... Um, uh, you know, this should be a time that I'm really hitting it hard, which I am, but I'm also doing my planning for 2010, right. and so mm -hmm. I, I, I do need to generate things to make it happen. That's my plan, because I, I want to continue being busy at the beginning of 2010, you know, and what we do today mm -hmm. definitely results in what we get tomorrow, so... Um, mm -hmm. But I've been doing a lot of planning, you know, for my own business and for my board with, with Women's Council of Realtors being the incoming president. It's been kind of consuming. And I've been mm -hmm. enjoying the holidays. So. Yeah. <laughs> um, but I do, you know, I have a lot of things that I'm kind of pulling together, uh, strategically partnering with different people in my office to be able to market different services such as uh you know, commercial real estate that I'm, I've I've uh, partnered with someone who strictly does commercial, uh, partnering with someone who's working mostly with buyers, partnering with someone who does um, foreclosures where they go over to the courthouse and, and pick up properties at the auction and, mm. you know, just being able to um, really market my services. And, and so when it, com when it comes down to it, uh, it you know, I, I do different things to, to continue generating things, but... I'm really looking forward to 2010 and thinking it's going to be a really um well I, I think with the year. time frame yeah I think the time frame with the tax credits I, I think we're all in agreement that we don't think they'll be extended this time I don't either. agree no, I, I don't yeah, yeah I don't I think that I think that you know things are chugging along and that now is definitely the opportunity. I'm trying to put together a couple, not even necessarily first-time homebuyer seminars, but just, you know, purchasing home seminars just because so many people could really utilize this. And I think that, mm -hmm. um, you know, a lot of people don't even know what it's all about. So, right. The so only kind of reason getting... why I disagree with what you guys just said about it not getting extended is the underlying fact that the government has now 
is finishing buying their mortgage-backed securities, spending mm-hmm. over that $1.2 trillion, which by springtime they are going to be done doing. When that happens, mm-hmm. that's going to instantaneously cause rates to rise. And yeah. if, Bernard, right. if the Fed chairman also comes out and he starts to um, raise the prime interest rate, even if it's at the latter part of the year, I think they may decide that they still need some sort of incentive to keep things rolling as to not crush things. Because I think yeah. you guys are going to see all of a sudden, out of nowhere, a rising rate environment because oh, it's yeah. been so um, artificially deflated. Right, yeah. That would right. be the only reason why I would say it may get extended. It's, yeah. it's possible. It's just, um, you know, it's hard to say what they'll do. I know in the springtime is usually when we start seeing things kind of heat up again anyway, so it's hard right. to say. I wish, I kind of wish they would have... Yeah only done, you know, an extension for a few months to get people going in this time of the year and then maybe do, do it again, uh, you know, kind of a st- like a graduated step so it would have given some people some real fire under the tail. Uh, yeah. But, you know, I'm glad that they did what they did. I, I'm, Absolutely. I'm, and with the interest rates, and that's one thing that uh, we need to emphasize, which we yeah. can talk about more next week, Jason, um, with interest rates, where we're at, and get some examples. Um of the difference in payments, because I think people, that, that's kind of a hard concept to it is. to get your mind around. Yeah. So no, that would be a, uh, great, a great segment for next week, I think. Yeah. Um, okay. So any other comments, Jason? Anything coming up that you might think is relevant aside from what you've already spoken about? Um, obviously, I'm pretty sure you would know, uh, and I would guess that Carrie wouldn't, but... Um, the triple play starts um, this week, which is basically um, most of the northeast, uh, the tri-state area, gets together and goes down to, uh, I guess, learn, but slash party in Atlantic City. <laughs> so uh, that's I kinda, don't know about that. <laughs> yeah, that's what's yeah. kind of taking, uh, taking precedence this week. Uh, things mm-hmm. are probably going to be a little bit slow up here in regards to that. Uh, just because mm-hmm. there's so much activity that goes on down there. They have it at the convention center, a gazillion booths and all that fun stuff. So uh, that's where we'll be this particular week, and Continental's throwing a couple courtesy parties down there. So uh, rocking and rolling in AC, uh, that's what's going on this week. <laughs> well, okay, have fun. Well, that'll be fun. Yeah, yeah, really. So, okay, well, we'll figure out um, next uh, when we're going to do our next show, we're still trying okay. to figure coordinate everybody. And then what we can do also is record some clips if uh, you know we can't make it. But um, thank you very much, uh, yep. Carrie Hartnett and Jason Marcus. This is Mildred Sony, Real Estate Coast to Coast. Thank you very much. Bye bye. Bye.
toolbar for your goddamn explorer, just like you. You don't need any of this. I mean, ninety percent of her screen was toolbar. But there's other positions also got XP online. Right now, I'm going through and taking all the stuff off the I mean, she had megabytes worth of all the stuff, cash and all this stuff. She was everything Google-related off. Okay? We can sit down and we can discuss, and I will install stuff if you want. But you can't just go installing shit whatever the fuck you want. Alright? Okay? Now, if you don't want, why do you not want to use an Internet Explorer? What, when did you become the enemy of Microsoft? The, the thing that's been making the phasers living for your entire adult life? Because it, some things wouldn't work. Even Microsoft stuff wouldn't work under Microsoft. They told me I had to use um, Microsoft told you to yes. use someone else's browser for their stuff. There were certain things in the small business they did right. all work. And
With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.